Welcome to the Manifestor's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Candy Nairobi Santana, law graduate turned actress, author, and producer. I believe life is all about creating from a place of wisdom, love, and courage. Each episode, we will bring you inspiring stories and messages to help you create your dream life today. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. This week's guest is Irenelle DeLeon. She is Dominican from New York and is now living in Los Angeles. She is a respected celebrity hairstylist, colorist with an impressive client list, creative approach, and over 14 years of experience. She is currently working as the right-hand woman to world-renowned stylist Jen Atkin. She travels around the world styling some of the biggest names in Hollywood, including Kendall Jenner, Bella Hadid, and more. She also styles here at some of the most prestigious events, including New York and Paris Fashion Week, Cannes Film Festival, and gets to travel to Dubai and more. In this episode, she talks about her journey from moving to Los Angeles from New York and also how she left her career in finance to take this leap for this dream job. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and please remember to subscribe. We are also now on YouTube so you can actually see the video version of this if you'd like right on YouTube. Also subscribe and like, share, share this with anyone who you believe will be inspired by it. And again, thank you for tuning in enjoy hi everyone thank you so much for tuning in to the manifestors journey podcast today's guest is iron de Leon, celebrity hairstylist dominican from new york thank you so much for coming and being a part of this and sharing your stories with my listeners i'm sure there's going to be a lot of young girls that are going to be inspired so thank you for being thanks here thanks for having me i'm so yes. proud of you oh don't this is like such waterworks. a cool <laughs> setup thank you thank you thank you i'm so humbled and happy to have you here um so let's get started um you know the reason i started this podcast is because a lot of people see success and don't understand the process to success mm-hmm. and everyone has different definitions of success mm-hmm. so you didn't start right away and stay as a hairstylist you actually had a whole other career Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about your journey from when you started and how you transitioned and went back to it basically yeah so I basically started in well I grew up in Yonkers New York which is where we met yes um I went to Saunders High School and I went to a trade school where I majored in cosmetology so I majored in that and started working at a salon in 2004 as an assistant, literally making like $20 a day, sweeping hair off the floor and like shampooing heads. Mm -hmm. And then once I graduated high school, I got my cosmetology license and started working as a hairstylist at a high-end salon. And I went off to college. I went to Iona College and I did that whole thing, got my degree. What did you study? What did you study? Um, studied international business and minor in marketing. Okay. And then I went that route and I wasn't like ready to go away for school to school. So I went to a local college, which was like 15 minutes from my house in New Rochelle. Uh, I did that and I studied abroad for a semester. I did all of that. And then I got my, um, internships at like financial institutions like hedge funds and Uh, I got another internship at a real estate firm, and I did that for a while. And once I graduated college, I ended up getting a job in Wall Street. Mm -hmm. So worked at J.P. Morgan, and I was working, like, 
16-hour days. I mean, I think you remember I remember that. it, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. And yeah. then I would work Monday through Friday, and on the weekends, I would still work at the salon because I still had my clientele. Right. So I would work. I, I was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you would come in on Saturdays, <laughs> yes, get I your blowout. <laughs> yes. And, yes. yeah, it was like a weekly yes. thing. Yes, it was. And I remember, yeah, that was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um so that would be on Saturdays. I would, and I feel like that was like my balance between just like getting through, just like the stress of like Monday through Friday right. and crunching numbers all right. week. I feel like Saturday was like my time to just decompress and actually be social and do something that I really right. enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all that, I went on to open up my own salon space right. mm-hmm. in New Rochelle. I subletted um, a song. Small salon space inside of a tanning salon across right. the street from mm-hmm. Iona, because I was like, girls don't have any dry bars or any. You did dry bars around. before dry bars became dry bars. Yeah, because it was a long time ago. It was a totally new concept. I remember. Yeah, and that was before this became this like hit. Of, mm-hmm. Like you'll see dry bars everywhere. So you're now. in this position where you have been hired for J.P. Morgan, and as you were saying, you feel like, oh, I'm successful. But at what point did you feel that you needed a change? And I need to see if I'll be maybe happier working for another company or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. What was that moment for you? Um, I think that I spent a lot of time just kind of convincing myself that it's what I wanted and mm. this is what I like needed to do for my life. And mm-hmm. it was my only form of success. And that was my definition of what success was was working at a big company, climbing the ladder, you know, saving money, buying a house, like the full American dream. And I thought that Mm -hmm. that was the only route because that is what, like, what was instilled in me. And seeing my parents, like, build their own business and live their lives as, like, the American dream and see how that played out Mm -hmm. um, made me think, okay, this is the route that I need to take and this is what I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time and a lot of... I'm crying, I think. <laughs> and talking like, yourself into the situation right. you were in already, right? Exactly. Just, like, trying to convince myself and trying to tell myself that this is what I needed to be doing. And doing hair was not the route that was success. Right. That right. was, like, you work in a salon and it's, like, okay, like, you're busting your ass, like, all these hours and you're not making as much as you would working in an office. And that was, like, the stigma that I had. And then you don't need a degree to um, do hair and all this stuff. I mean, you need a license, which I had already. And, like... And that degree thing, it's definitely instilled in us from our parents. Like, you know, they come here, they work hard. The first thing they want is, like, you need to get an education. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do, you need to make sure you have an education, you know? Right, which makes sense because, I mean, we come from immigrant parents. Yes. So it's really important to them to make sure that their kids are, you know, secure and well-educated. Right. Security. And security (laughs) is, like, the main thing. It's It's the number one focus. Right. And, um... Yeah, I think that that's, that was the most important thing for me was right. making sure I had that and a secure job. Uh, I went years doing that and trying to convince myself. And I think I took a trip to Cuba like a year and a half ago in mm-hmm. 2016 when yeah. I went to Miami. I when, had like a pit stop there. Yeah. And I went away to Cuba and I came back and I sat at my desk and I was like, okay, like I cannot do this anymore. And I You had, were at like, your limit already. And you were h- working here. 
at another big corporation, right? Right. By the time you had this. Exactly. I was already, I had relocated to Los Angeles working at a new firm, and I was already like a year in, and I came back, sat at my desk, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I had a moment. I was like, I cannot do this. Was it like a, for me, it was an epiphany, like you said. It was a gut feeling in my mind. I was just done. Like, my body was like, we're going to stop right here. Was it like that for you? It was just like that. And Mm. I honestly think my trip to Cuba really helped because I was off social media. I mean, obviously, you know, there's, like, no Wi-Fi. There's, like, it's it's basically impossible to be connected to the outside world. And I think just being in a different country and just being completely disconnected from everything really helped me. Mm Mm-hmm. When I came back to L.A., I had that reaction. So what did you do with that reaction? I literally emailed um, Jen Atkins' assistant. Mm-hmm. Jen Atkin is a huge celebrity stylist, and she has been, like, my idol for a very long time. Yes. And I think everyone that's pretty close to me kind of knows that. Yes. I spoke very highly of her, and I, on a whim, just emailed her assistant and... I was like, hey, you know, I'm interested in working with you guys. And she emailed me back like five minutes later. And I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> right, because it's I, I want to touch on that a little bit. When we're pursuing our dreams, numbers are a really big thing, right? So you think there's probably 10,000 hairstylists that are emailing her right now. And then right away what comes to mind is doubt. Is she even going to get my email? Am I going to get a response? How do I stand out? Is this even worth it? Mm-hmm. And you got a response in five minutes. Yeah, I did, and I did not expect that at all. That was the last thing that I even thought that was going to come through my inbox. And right. she's like, yeah, you know, she's actually looking for someone. Can you meet me at Coffee Bean in an hour? And I was in downtown LA in my office. I was like, you have to be shitting me. You have, oh, can I curse? I'm sorry. It's okay. Don't worry. Um, we'll, I was we'll, like, we'll bleep. Just bleep it out. Um, so I was freaking out and I remember I packed my laptops because I had two laptops for work. Mm-hmm. Packed my laptops. I literally told my boss, I was like, I'm working from home the rest of the day. I don't feel well. And I literally didn't feel well. That wasn't a complete lie. Right, 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 right. Packed up all my things. I went to Zara down the street bought an outfit to go mm-hmm. interview and literally with tags still on my shirt, like ran over to Coffee Bean here in Los Feliz and sat and interviewed with her and it went well. And then that was, it was it. And now you've been on this journey ever since of living your dream, you know, because what you do with Jen, you work with celebrities, but you're most importantly, you're doing hair. Yeah. Right? I think that's the most important thing. I think working for her is like, you know, I get to travel, and I get to do hair. And, Those you know, are two things that are so you. They're very much me. Yes. And I still get to be super creative, yes. which is what, like, I am, I feel. Yes. So in this job, I think that it it just has everything that I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, like, the scariest thing for me was letting go of my old job. Right. It was scary. Letting go I, of that security. Yeah. Letting go of security, letting go of my 401k, letting go of, like, <laughs> right. my benefits. We don't like, get that in the creative no. industry. <laughs> letting go of everything that comes yeah. with just, a, you know, a corporate job. Yes. That was scary. And yes. then having a conversation with my mom was probably scarier because I didn't know what her reaction was going to be. Let's talk about that. So with my mom, when I, I started acting my second year, I was working, 
and I was like, I'm going to start this, and I'm not telling anyone. Like, you didn't even know until, like, wait, you're in a play? I didn't know No one knew. So what I did was I took my headshots. I I started auditioning, acting like I was going to work, and then I said, let me take my mom out and tell her. I'm going to stand up for myself, and I'm going to say, even though my mom didn't really push anything, she I didn't need pushing in a direction. I just went my way, and she would always be like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. So I sat down at a, at a diner, and I was like, Mom, I have to tell you something. She's like, you're pregnant. I was like, I'm single. Oh, like, my God. I'm not, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> By who? You know, like, it's not happening now. And then I was like, I'm an actor. And she, I, I remember she just, like, put the cup down. and was like, all right, you're really funny. Like, what does that mean? And I was like, I am a professional. <laughs> and I'm like, you had all people, though, because I feel like you just weren't. The, I don't know. I just didn't even expect it. Right. And I was like, I am a, a professional actor. And she's like, Candy, like, what does that mean? You're in school. Yeah. So the conversation went a lot better than I anticipated in my mind. You know, because you don't want to let your parents down. They, they want your safety. They want your security. And we went for things that were unconventional. So for them, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so how was that conversation with your mom? I think I called my mom on a day where I was just having, like, full-blown meltdown. And I went downstairs from my office. And I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I basically told her everything I felt. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point, she kind of understood where I was at. She was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I didn't know it was this bad. I guess I did a good job at masking it. And she was supportive. Yes, we did. We did. Yeah. If you see our pictures when we were struggling during this time, we look great. <laughs> yeah. No. We look it was amazing. not. It was, yeah. Mm-mm. That's, that's, so she was supportive. So she was very supportive and she was like, you know, you just need to get out of there. But I don't think that she thought that I was going to go into the beauty industry. Mm. Then when I explained to her, I got this great opportunity. She's like, you're going to be working for who? For what? Doing what? Right. You and know, she didn't really grasp the concept of how big I this is. And I honestly don't even think that she really understands now. And that's okay. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's really difficult now in this day and age because there's so many new careers. You know, yes. you can be an influencer, you can be a YouTuber, and mm-hmm. pr- do pretty well for yourself. And it's something that the older generation, like our parents and stuff like that, they're not really going to understand what that is. So th- let's switch gears a little bit and tell me what beauty means to you. I think beauty is being confident and comfortable with yourself. It's going to mm-hmm. sound super cliche, but honestly. I think just embracing who you are as a person and um, just accepting who you are. Now, interesting for me, I felt much better in my own skin when I started doing what I love to do. Right. Um, I just felt more powerful, you know, whenever I was on a stage or something like, yes, this is where I belong. Does does that sound like... Yeah, yeah. 1,000%. I feel like I was putting on an act when I was, like, doing whatever I was doing before. Now, Mm -hmm. it's who I am. It's what I enjoy doing. So, there's no, like, there's no persona or no kind of act that I need to put on or... It's just who you are. It's just who I am Mm -hmm. and it's just who I want to be. Right. The beauty is, I want to touch on this, too. We were friends going down the same journey we were going I was in law school and you were working and stuff we were very supportive of each other with mm-hmm. that but we were also different people mm-hmm. you know which a lot of people 
when you when you follow your dreams, you change as well, you know, and the way that you are changes and your life changes. So it's nice to see that we both changed, but then we still like went like this, mm-hmm. you know. Did you find that when you took this leap, did the relationships in your life change? Were were there any dynamics that you felt? Oh, this this is different. Yeah, um, not really. I feel like I've pretty much had a solid foundation and mm-hmm. a solid core like group of friends, mm-hmm. and like my family is going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like I'm. Like, you and I, I feel like, are both at that, too. We were unofficial roommates this summer, but that's, that's oh my a gosh, whole other yeah, conversation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Not for this We episode. got really close this summer. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and my girlfriends, like, obviously, yeah. best friend Emily, mm-hmm. like, Mimi and Jeanette, mm-hmm. like, those are, like, my core group of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've found a pretty decent group of girls here in L.A., too. Mm-hmm. So, no. I mean, obviously, like, you move to a new city, like, your friendships evolve and right. you meet new people and stuff like that. But I tend to keep it pretty tight. Mm-hmm. I also don't feel like I have, like, the capacity to, like, be super social and, like, talk to everybody. Right, which, you know, when things change, uh, relationships really, for me, success is your relationships, mm-hmm. right? So we can make all money. I've made a lot of money. I've made no money, you know. But the relationships you have, your foundation, is what honestly gives you that push. Right. Right? And you need you need a core group of people to keep you, like, grounded and, you know, just be supportive and, yeah, just be real. Like, I right. can't stand, like, people that are just not real. And Get out of the We way. live in La La Land. But anyway. <laughs> um, so I, before our interview, I asked um, my followers to ask questions for you. Mm-hmm. And you have. I got a question? Yes, you did, darling. Oh, my God. One of them is from Diana from New York. Um, okay. And she says, what made you finally decide to quit the corporate world and pursue your passion? I think, I think you reach a point in time where you, again, have a moment like have an epiphany and Mm. you may if you can't stop thinking about it then it's something that you should probably go for Mm -hmm. and people ask me all the time like I don't know what my passion is I don't know like you know I don't know if I should do it should I not and for everyone it's different everyone has different circumstances like sometimes you can have a kid or you can be married and it's just not like, you have a mortgage and you can't move and you right. can't take leaps of faith like that. And it's a, probably a little bit harder for other people than it is for other people without all those things. Right. Like, for us, I'm sure people would say it was easy, but it's still challenging. It's still definitely challenging. Know? I mean, it definitely helped that we didn't have, like, things that tied us down as much. Right. But I think it was by far the scariest thing I did in my life. Mm-hmm. But if it scares you, then it's what you should be doing. It's, again, it's something that we hear all the time. If it scares you, do it. But seriously, if you are walking every day and you're playing it safe, you probably got to bump it up a little bit. Right, exactly. And the only way that you grow is really taking chances in life. Like, if you're not taking chances and you're not getting nervous, then you're not growing. The only way that you grow is by taking chances. I agree. So I think that that's where... It was a it moment. Was, it for was a you. long time coming, but <laughs> I think I got to the yeah. point where I was like, okay, it's like, what, what is it that Oprah says? Like, um, you're not, I think it's like expectations or what the heck is it? I usually know Oprah quotes, but. I know uh, it's not luck. It's when luck and meets, preparation meets, yeah, a, meets preparation or something like that. Meets opportunity or something uh, yeah. like that. 
whatever. <laughs> I get Point it. is, yeah. So yeah. I think that I, I was very prepared, but also, you know, it was a little bit of luck, too. Yeah. And yeah. once that happens, then... And you also have to shift your, like, especially from your book, like, mm-hmm. you have to shift your mentality. Yes. If you're sitting there and you're miserable every single day and yes. you're just like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I going to do? What am I... Nothing's going to change unless, like, you envision yourself. Yes. Yes. kind of in the situation that you want to be in. Yes. And yes, that was yes, like yes. when I read your book, I was like, okay, this is very true because it's exactly what I did. You did that for, I mean, you did that for a while. I did I think. it for a while. Yeah. I made a mood board and like all this stuff. I. But you embodied it though. That's the thing. I've seen you. Yeah. You embodied what you're living right now. And I got to a point where I was just like, I have to stop feeling sorry for myself. And if you're not sure of what, like how to go about it, like, you say it all the time, like, take baby steps. Like, right. you know, write down exactly where you want to be. And it just has to be, like, small little steps yeah. every single day. Mm-hmm. Baby steps will get you to bigger things exactly. at the end. And Even if it's, like, one small thing a day. And small beginnings. Like, don't don't knock down small beginnings, you right. know? I think people think you just became a celebrity hairstylist. Like, it no. took... I've been doing All your this, skills and expertise yeah. were built over time. Like, you, you, you took care of... Your art. It's right. an art, what you do, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so you, you've been able to curate that and cultivate that, and now that's why you can excel the way that you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. So now the last three questions that I asked my guests, well, I changed them up for season two. I figured I'd spice it up. Okay. Do you have any regrets in, um, let's say, for you, the time you took to finally say, I'm going to be a hairstylist? I don't have any regrets. I think it took me a long time to, like, to get to this point. Okay. And to finally take the leap and leave my previous job and do something that I really love. Mm-hmm. But I think my experiences in the past really prepared me for what I'm doing now. Right. So, like, going in that direction of finance and everything you did is now making you a better hairstylist. Right. Just, like, being pro- more professional and being groomed that way and just mm-hmm. with you know, my education and background and also working in a salon. I worked in a salon a long time. I mean, you know that. Yeah. And I was your regular Saturday. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So without that experience, I don't think I would be able to be mentally Mm -hmm. prepared for what my job is now. Nice. What is one thing that you are grateful for today? This doesn't take away all the amazing things that you must feel, you know, but what is one thing you can tell us, share with us? Besides waking up and having my feet hit the ground, probably doing what I love to do. I've said it a million times during this podcast, but Mm -hmm. it is what I feel I was born to do. Mm. And to wake up and go to work and do what I do, I still, like, sometimes want to cry. Because it's like... Oh, my God. Right. I mean, it's so nice because it's nice to have you here, but it's nice because I've seen you have those moments Mm -hmm. where you've been like, oh, my God, guys, this just happened, and you're Mm -hmm. legit going to cry. Mm -hmm. You know, I can see that you really feel grateful about that. Mm -hmm. And then finally, if this was your last recording, like, ever. Oh, my God, so dramatic. I know. Um, (laughs) Lot twist. What what would you like to be known for? Uh... Being kind and making people more beautiful than what they are. Yes. Honestly, that's what I would want to go out for. Your kindness. And yeah, and just, like, 
making sure everyone's okay and helping people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. making sure people feel good about themselves. That's really what, like, our job is in the beauty industry. Right. Mm-hmm. You're in the service industry. You're in it to make people feel better and to make people look good and, you know, look better than what they already are. Right. So... Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. I cannot wait to see where your journey takes you and all the success and all the happiness. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's so crazy to like see you you go from, you know, where you were to writing a book and now having like being in season two of your podcast with and you're on it. A camera (laughs) in front of me. It took her so long to like it was really hard to get her to get me on camera. I was (laughs) like fighting it. I was like, you have to be kidding me. There's gonna be a camera. You're natural. You're natural. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, guys, and always remember to choose gratitude over fear. Bye.